is the 77 WABC minicast. And in this hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to continue talking about this stunning decision against President Trump. I just talked to Kermit the Frog, as you probably heard here on the show. Sure sounded like that guy. Wow. where He was Oscar the Grouch, I think, actually. More like that one tonight. But also, this has been really a wild week and a wild 24 hours And later on in the hour, we're going to be talking about some other legal cases because we're going to talk about the soap opera that is Georgia D.A. Fannie Willis. Of course, yesterday, she dramatically took the stand. She wasn't expected to get on the stand. They were fighting to keep her off the stand. Her team was. And then suddenly she walked in and said, I'm here. I'm ready to testify And then she started mudslinging at the judge and also at the other attorneys. And it was just wild. We also found out that she likes Grey Goose vodka. We found out that Nathan Wade, her lover, likes red wine. So there were all these wild things that were just coming. It was the wildest case. And these are the people that are prosecuting Donald Trump and the others in that RICO election case, the racketeering case there in Georgia. And again, the standard there is the appearance of misconduct, the appearance of conflict of interest. That's the that alone is enough to disqualify someone, whether or not there really is a conflict of interest or a misrepresentation to the courts. And you could say maybe a lot of those things are present, my opinion in this case, but it sure looks like at minimum, the appearance of. But Fanny was, I guess, not as big of a hit as she thought she was yesterday. So today she had to bring in some backup on her side in the Georgia case, and it has turned into a family affair. And this was wild. She brings in her father, who was very fun. Actually, it's it's a wild family. I'd like to hang out with them. They are like wild. I'm telling you, between her and her comments about Nathan Wade, he's a Southern gentleman, but she's not such a lady, you know, kind of thing. That was wild. And then today, the father, who's a former judge, uh, seemed like a very nice guy. And he was asked the question in the court, how come Fannie Willis, remember she said that she paid back her boyfriend in cash because they don't want to show that they use state funds. Uh, they don't want to have any evidence to the to that. So she claims that what they would do is he, if he paid for a trip or something, she would reimburse him in cash and that she'd always have all this money in her home, often thousands upon thousands of dollars in cash at her home, which is wild. I mean, that is just wild uh, that she'd be walking around. She'd say even when she moved to different locations, she'd bring the cash with her. It's kind of wild to hear a DA say that she uses cash all over the place. It sounds fishy. And also that she travels with that much cash. That's not, I don't think, a smart thing to be out there. But she had to say that because if it turns out that the money, and we don't know, they claim it was cash. But if it turns out that they actually weren't being reimbursed and he was using his salary money that he was getting from the state because she appointed him, Uh, And then she was benefiting from it with all these lavish trips. Well, that's a no-no. So that's why it was the whole cash thing that a lot of people surmise is the reason they said, quote, cash. It just sounds really fishy. So today, the father gets on the stand. This is Fannie Willis's father. And he was asked, what do you make of all these allegations of her using cash? Does she have a habit of using cash all the time? And he said, 
you know, I use cash all the time. I just kind of have cash laying around all the time. And he said it's a cultural thing. Listen to this. When your daughter moved or left the house that she owned, did did she say anything to you about having a large uh, savings of cash? Oh, no. She, oh, no. See, maybe, excuse me, and I, Your Honor, I'm not trying to be racist, okay? But it's a black thing, okay? You know, I was trained, and most black folks, they hide cash, or they keep cash. And uh, I was, no, I train, you always keep some cash, because uh, I've been places, and just because of the color of my skin, for example, I took a fellowship at Harvard when my daughter was just, uh, uh, if I might, Your Honor, if I might, when I was just, uh, she was just, you know, maybe three years old, and I remember going to a restaurant in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and I had a American Express credit card and maybe a visa or whatever. And uh, I had a lot of um, what they call traveler's checks. I don't even know if they still have traveler's checks, but traveler's checks. And there was a sign said, you know, with the credit card, for whatever reasons, the man would not take my American Express credit card. So I pulled out my visa card, and he wouldn't take my visa card. So then I pulled out my traveler's checks. He said, we don't take checks. Now, this was, these were traveler's checks. This was money. I had a $10 bill. I'll never forget this as long as I live. And uh, he said, uh, uh, the bill for my wife at the time, uh, Fonny's mother, Fonny and myself, was like $9.95, and I had a $10 bill. That was all that. And I always remember that. Um, but even before that, I've always kept cash, I, you know, and I've told my daughter, you keep six months worth of cash always. For example, I had three safes in my house. Um, I put some of my clients stuff there, too, uh, things I didn't want other lawyers to be. I mean, because you're always in a firm and I knew that there were special conditions. So some of my clients, things I would bring home put them in the safe. But I've always kept safes. And as a matter of fact, I gave my daughter uh, her first cash box and told her, always keep some cash. So uh, like father, like daughter, and he says that's why he always has cash laying around and she always has cash laying around.